Hello and welcome to Travel Stories with Mosh, the first travel podcast in the Middle East. I'm your host Moshmi, travel blogger and broadcast journalist, and in this podcast, I'll be talking to some incredible travel enthusiasts who take us on a journey to some of the most fascinating places by sharing their travel stories. From breathtaking landscapes and cities to diverse cultures and cuisines, our special guests share their most unforgettable travel experiences while also giving away some of their not so happy encounters, what's hot on their list, and lots lots more. So join me as we embark on this journey together to explore, experience and connect with the world around us. Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to episode 5 of Travel Stories with Mosh. Every episode to date has been so exciting and we've been to so many fascinating places with our most interesting guests journeying through their adventures and travel tales which I hope have inspired you to embark on your own journey of discovering the world. Our special guest today is Preeti Mahajan, a leading brand and communication strategist in the bespoke lifestyle segment, and she focuses on destination building, cultural travel, hospitality, arts and music. She works with legacy brands and she also works with countries to promote cultural travel to global audiences and I cannot wait to dive into this conversation with her and go on a fun ride across many places. Welcome to Travel Stories with Mosh Preeti and I'm so happy that you are with us here today on this episode. Thank you darling, I'm really looking forward to it. So, you have recently moved to Dubai. Ah, uh, well, it's going to be 2 years in 2 months. Wow, and is the city treating you well? Are you looking forward to summer? How's it going? I like to say that I think I can make any place home, and I must say that Dubai has been quite a surprise. So, behind the whole glitz and glamour and the bling, there's a beautiful heart that the city has. First of all, I love the fact that it's so cultural and you know, I have some amazing friends from Uzbekistan, Syrians, Germans, Italians. Dubai is home for everyone, right? Yeah. So it's just that much simpler and easier to live in. Yeah. You can walk around, you can cycle, there are vibrant lakes. I love that. Yeah. I think El Sarkal has mm-hmm. been our savior from discovering beautiful galleries. Lori Shabibi is one of my favorite ones and very very interesting Lebanese and Syrian and Jordanian artists mm-hmm. and so much talent, so much excitement, such amazing ideas coming out from that region. To great food, to great music. So this Sunday evening for instance, we were at Cave and I must say it was so representative mm-hmm. of what Dubai stands for because there was an African who was on the drums. an american singer a korean crooner there was a young japanese boy reciting poetry all this is the spirit of dubai yeah. and this is my dubai yeah. this is the dubai i know beyond its malls and beyond its crazy crazy True. restaurant and food scene yeah. and this is the dubai i want to share with my community wonderful and i'm so glad that you've been experiencing so much and you feel at home because you have such rich experiences and the amalgamation of different cultures that you've seen Now in your journey through life and through places I want to know today when we come back to the podcast where will you take us on a journey So Africa has been a huge love I feel Africa is my lover Wow I am obsessed with Africa and all aspects of Africa 
I feel Botswana is mm-hmm. really God's favorite child when really? it comes to nature. Yes, because there's it's so different, right? There are grasslands, there are marshes, mm. and uh, Okavango Delta is one of the seven uh, wonders of Africa. Mm-hmm. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. We stayed at a beautiful lodge by and beyond, Sandebi and beyond. It's in the middle of a fig and a palm forest. Oh. So when you walk in, the lobby almost rises from the top of the trees. The steps up from the lobby are almost carved into the trunks of the trees. It's Beautiful. stunning. The rooms, the bomas, almost, they're yeah. almost hidden with nature. The amazing part about Botswana is that it's the delta. So much water comes into the delta, but it doesn't really go into any rivers or any streams. It evaporates. Right. So it's fabulous. So the drives that you have are actually amphibian drives. Wow. You go onto land, you go onto water. Initially, when you do that, mm-hmm. it's quite like, oh my God, like suddenly you're wet. But after two or three rides, you love it. When you're in the vehicle, it's also the sound of the vehicle. It's also the swishing of the water, the sound, the crescendo of the crickets. It's right. a very different experience. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, the sky is in Botswana. Oh my God. Beautiful. So it's a spectacle from blazing orange to deep purples to in the night ink, black as ink and millions of stars. Who cannot fall in love with wow. Africa? Okay. When you see skies like that, the delta was amazing. The habitat is very different. It's not only so many species of animals and birds, but also fish, which is so unusual, right? For wow. a safari experience. I'm so amazed. And what kind of a ride was it? Is it adventurous? Or They're all adventurous. Yeah, so you go into the jungle. I remember one of the most amazing sightings that we saw were like these pride of lions, almost in slow choreographed motion, they were uh, trying to hunt just a herd of very unsuspecting gazelle. And just they were about to pounce on them, the baboons alerted them. In jungle, the herbivores, they really feed off each other. Mm. So they give each other alarm calls. If the monkeys are in the trees, they'll drop the leaves and the fruit down for the gazelle to eat. Mm. In the night when they sleep, they like to sleep in an open area. All the herbivores are together when they sleep. So if you go in a safari, you'll mostly see the giraffes, the zebra, mm. the deer the monkeys, etc. They're all in a open enclosed areas and close to each other mm-hmm. because there's safety in numbers and also right. it's open okay. and they feed off each other. Yeah, that's interesting. That was beautiful. Also, there, there's that other aspect of Africa which is a bit indulgent, which is also wonderful, right? Because mm-hmm. you go out into the bush and then you're having these lavish picnics and mm-hmm. it's wonderful because you feel like you're on top of the world mm-hmm. because on one side, there's a ranger watching the elephants. On the other side, you're watching the zebra or the giraffes and you're just having this beautiful beautiful bespoke meals that have been created by right. you. So I must say I love all that yeah. <laughs> as yeah. well. What is that one experience in Botswana you think that keeps calling you back? Oh my God, it's got nothing to do with the safari. So what happened was that when we landed there and the Cessna dropped us, was this really sweet pilot. And just as he dropped us, he's like, and why are you here? And I said, it's my birthday. But three days later, when he came to pick us up and we were going to Zimbabwe because we wanted to see the Victoria Falls from the helicopter. You mm-hmm. want to hear the roar and... He came to pick us up and it was just like a sheer act of providence. And he said, you're going to get the best birthday gift ever. And he made me sit with him in the front and he made me navigate and land the plane in Zimbabwe at the airport. And it was insane. And I kept on saying, don't do this to me. I can't kill my family. Don't do this to me. (laughs) And he's like, don't worry, you're doing fine. And you're going to land this just fine. Enjoy the view. And this is your best birthday gift ever. And it really was. So I think to me, maybe that (laughs) 
it's just the best thing ever. I don't know if yeah. that's going to. Of course, there's the great lodge experience and the wonderful picnics and the. But you also navigated the, sunset, the Cessna. And the most amazing performances at play when it came to the animals, mm. but. I mean, like, really? Can you trump that? No, I'm jealous of you. Almost <laughs> wanting to go to Botswana now and catch the same guy to take I me on that yes. ride. <laughs> Absolutely. But tell me, were you always fond of travel, or was there any particular place that kind of made you realize travel is what you really love, and or you fell in love with travel? Was there any incident? Or any particular place that made you realize that? I was just 22 when I started working, and I think travel just became a part of who I was. Like I didn't really ever question it. You were like on a plane to Goa for like six days, coming home to Bombay for the weekend, going for 15 days to Kerala. I just I never thought about it, right? It was it's very just, organic. It's just like how you eat every day and how you sleep. It was just a part of life. Thing, to me, yeah. it's like how people eat. Like I travel. Like it's it's life giving for me. It's yeah. a life force for me. I know by now that Africa is one mm. of the loves of your life. India too. But then when it came to circling down on a destination, which would be your like all-time favorite destination and why? Oh my God. It's hard. I would say that if I were to choose two of my favorite destinations, it would have to be different parts of Africa. Mm -hmm. For instance, I'm really looking forward to going a road journey through Namibia. I would say it could be any part of Africa. It could be Cape Town. It so could Africa be really? Zimbabwe. It could be... Uganda, where I haven't been yet, or mm -hmm. it could just be. I mean, I've done so much in Tanzania. I followed the migration with Tanzania under canvas, which are like these beautiful luxury tents that they mm -hmm. just go and they just put them in the middle of the migration and you have the migration all around you. So they're very raw experiences. So I would say that, or I would say Rajasthan, home, home. Yeah. Yeah, everything about Rajasthan resonates with me. When you're driving through Rajasthan, the first thing that you actually learn and you actually understand is that the villagers know how to use color. You know, the rural that India, so the way they use color when, you know, the orange and the pink and the yellow and the green and the blue yeah. with, of the homes with mm. their patterns and their clothes. And that's one aspect of Rajasthan. And then there is the aspect of the beautiful palaces, the fact that so many of them are authentic palaces, mm. they're living palaces from very famous to not so famous royal families who live there and their lifestyle that plays out each and every day, the food, the temples, the games they play, their national parks. So Rajasthan, every part of Rajasthan and How every wonderful. part of Africa. Yeah. And that's it. I think what's common for me here is that there's nature, mm -hmm. the tribes, the people, there's very rich culture, there's pulsating music, there's color, there's art, there's craft, there's drama. Everyone's boisterous, happy, there's great food. I totally, that. Preeti, I totally see the passion with mm -hmm. which you talk about Africa and Rajasthan. And you know what? I'm getting ideas now. I'm feeling like... I must go on a Rajasthan trip I with hope you so. and I must go you on bet. an Africa trip with you. First you and I are going you. to Fez to Marrakesh. Yes, yes, we're going to Fez <laughs> I have a little hidden gem there. Ooh, I can't wait to find we can't, out. We can't, I can't tell you right now because then it's no longer a hidden gem. Okay, so, <laughs> okay. Now, you only spoke about these incredible experiences. You know, life is not always happy and happening all the time. So mm. in your travel life, can you recall anything that happened that you know don't have fond memories of or is there a destination that you don't fancy going back to I don't like the cold mm -hmm. I don't like to go to hill station mm -hmm. they bore me yeah and I'm also not someone who's going to go and bum on the beach in Maldives for 15 days. Like right. I like to explore. Yeah. So having said that, when I moved to Dubai, I had to quarantine in Maldives. And I was at the Soneva Fushi, 
which was it's not such a bad place amazing. to quarantine no, i must was, say i have to say they have so much going on they make their own water you know in the maldives one of the biggest crises is that there's no drinking and yeah. usable water yeah. they have design studios where they invite global talent to work with all the waste that they have which they repurpose to sculptures to oh. art you can snorkel with their marine biologists so it was quite fantastic mm. but it was most unlike any beach destination mm-hmm. it was really a hotel and an experience with a lot of purpose so you won't really see me going to very cold places like i don't think i'm like going to go and like chill in the alps or okay i mean even if i go to hill stations i guess i'll really go in summer but it's not like my it's not my destination of it's, choice yeah. if i'm out that's for 15 days that's not your calling that's not my calling yeah okay now we come to the next question after going through all these journeys <laughs> with you We now want to know what is your hidden gem. Oh my god. Okay, fine. I'll just share it. So Might as well. Let it out. You know, I'm a hotel junkie. So for me, like hotels is my calling. So there is this gorgeous little property called Elfen. It's run by Richard Branson's sister, Vanessa Branson. It's in Marrakesh in the Souk and Oh my god. Wow. It's a sensory overload. I just love it for everything that it represents. The confluence of cultures, the use of color, dramatic design, the experiences, the food, the location. So I think Elfen would be my hidden gem. Elfen in Marrakesh. So that's one of my hidden gems, yeah. I can't that, wait to go there. That's all I'm revealing today. <laughs> <laughs> that's just one of the hidden gems that Preeti is given giving us today and during this podcast. I'm going to dig more and get yes, the other hidden you. gems out from her. <laughs> So now I've got something very interesting for you. Okay. I want well, to I I found all this very interesting as well. Lovely. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Yes. So now if you had to travel mm-hmm. around the world in a day. Ooh. Where would you have your breakfast? Where would you have lunch and where would you have dinner? No, this is a bit emotional because I guess if I have to travel around the world in a day then I would definitely see my parents as well, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll fly down quickly and they really wake up early and I'll have breakfast with them. And this out is in, in Chandigarh in India. Out in the gardens, I'm sure my mum will make that divine homemade uh, white butter and we have some for... parantas and yeah, some yeah, chai. Yeah. Oh my god. And now where are we going for lunch? Where are you taking us for lunch? So I think for lunch we'll just fly to Cape Town and we will have a beautiful lunch and a crisp winter day a chardonnay and just a lovely. delicious lunch maybe i think i see myself having like a really lovely grilled sea bream or something Can't so wait and to then know let's more. go dining in sevilla in spain it'll be lovely to go and go out be in a square in sevilla just do some Yeah. You know just one of those random yeah. dancing evenings. Yeah. yeah. Just have a wonderful meal. Like and I so, love those little bars all over yeah. where you can just grab a drink and go and sit out on the stairs and there's great music from the bar but you can't get a seat on the bar in the bar yeah. because it's overflowing and, and the whole vibe. Beautiful vibrant women and their lovely tanned golden skins and gorgeous dresses. Yeah, I think I'm in a casual mood. Well, and the whole vibe of Sevilla is also so fantastic. Yeah. It just adds up to everything. I Today, must say though, I will never forgive myself that I did not say Ubud. Oh. Because the one place I keep going back to is Ubud. I don't go back to any place as much as I go back to Ubud. Okay. From the rice paddies to the beautiful people to the potter's villages and the metal will villages doing metal work and making the masks to just the food and the amount of local chefs doing absolutely crazy things with food and oh, the wow. produce is all local 
I keep going back to Ubud all the time. Wow. In fact, if in fact, why don't we go for lunch to Lokawar? This absolutely delicious. Oh, we're changing our lunch yes, destination we're changing now. Our lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to stick with breakfast with mum and dad in Chandigarh, lunch in Ubud, and with this gorgeous view of the paddy fields, Lovely. and dinner on the many many steps and terraces of Sevilla. Like, oh, amazing! And a local music. chef in Ubud cooking for us. Absolutely. Oh, that's beautiful. So now that you called Dubai home and you've been here for a bit and you're really kind of merging into the culture of mm-hmm. Dubai and it's such a melting pot and we are really spoiled for choice as far as cuisines is, is concerned. So if you had to go for breakfast, lunch and dinner here in Dubai, mm-hmm. which are your favorite places? I love the Al-Fahidi neighborhood. In fact, the Sikkats festival is just amazing. It happens in the beginning of every year. So I would say that the Arabian Tea House Over on there. a weekend for brunch would be fab or otherwise Pico Cafe at Al Sarkal. I love is, Pico. We love Pico. And their bread. Uh, for lunch, I would, it, it's a hot choice between Orfali Brothers and uh, Orfali Brothers is this beautiful experimental kitchen. I love like Orfali Brothers. Syrian chefs yeah. and they just, they're so high on flavor and their whole philosophy, fusion is confusion, just really, I really relate to it and I love them. They're so humorous and they're so funny. Yeah. They're yeah. always laughing. Or Reef, because I also love the fact that they really experiment with Japanese cuisine, which is quite interesting. Like one of my favorite dishes there is the miso burrata. And dinner, it's a no-brainer. I love going next door to Cologne yeah. at the golf club. They've got great food. You'll always get the wine. The cocktail will always be on the point. No, these are fabulous choices. In fact, Orfali Brothers is one of my favorites. And so is Reef Kushiaki. And these are homegrown chefs, right? So proud of what the they've name... Achieved. Yeah, they've achieved. And they really do a fantastic job. Now, that was food. Now, coming to experiences, what is that one experience that you highly recommend for anyone who wants to visit or people who are listening? listening right now, what is that one experience in Dubai that you've thoroughly enjoyed in, you know, during your time here? I think for me, it's really about the time that I get to spend in the festivals here, you know. So I think if you can come to Dubai during Art Dubai, it's there's so much happening, art from the whole region. There are very interesting events around it. There's around poetry, around literature, this activation around the city or the Sikka Arts Festival that happens in at around the same time in the Al-Fahidi, which is a historical district mm-hmm. in old Dubai. Uh, there's also the Al-Sarkal Festival that happens where all the galleries put up yeah, new shows. Yeah, there are quite a few. So I think I would say that to me is amazing because it's culturally so inclusive. Yeah. And there's so much to learn. There's mm. so much exchange of ideas. And it's it really like I thrive on that. Or if you come to Dubai, discover the hidden gems, take time to go to the gallery, see the shows, take time to go to... The restaurants, which are not the top end. Correct. I think from a children's perspective, a lot of my friends, while they all love all the parks and everything and the Ferrari worlds, but Top Golf is a wonderful experience. It's gentle. It's interesting. There are so many places in Alcoos that are now ceramic studios mm. where they're doing, where they're teaching pottery and they're like little paint studios. So there's so much of all that to do. Mm-hmm. So sit down with the locals yeah. and understand what happens behind. Of course, people also travel for the shows at Opera House and at the Coca-Cola Arena. So I feel that's all in the public domain. Correct. The Al-Fahidi district is really wonderful. Yeah. So to just discover it through the guides there, through just walking around, reading, I feel that neighborhood is so beautifully, like that where the Coffee Museum and everything is, I feel... 
you don't even need a guide just yeah. go there just read just chat with those people understand if you truly want to get take a dhau from one souk to another if yeah. you truly want to get under the skin of a city yeah. then that's the way yeah. to do it yeah so you would say that come and experience the art and culture here because yeah. not very many people yeah. talk about it you know i mean you yeah. say dubai and people will say oh hey yes let's glitz, go to the mall yeah. let's just glitz, shop yeah. a bit and let's go back so not very many people know about all of these things that exist Absolutely. here but there is also a very rich art and cultural experience that you can come and experience and enjoy over here and i'm so glad you brought that into and, light today and to add to that also look at restaurants which are like you said run by indigenous people yeah you know? understand what their flavor is their cuisine is and what they're doing they need the support so that to me is wonderful yeah. i love that yeah you know we've traveled to quite a few places africa and rajasthan being the highlights so you know now that we come almost towards the end mm-hmm. of this podcast i want to know what are you looking forward to next in travel i really want to discover this region oh i want to go to tajikistan and kyrgyzstan and uzbekistan and i want to go to baku and i want to go to the islamic museum in doha oh, nice. and i just want to go crazy i just want to go to every nook and cranny of the middle east and i hope you do Thank i you. really hope you get to travel to all these places <laughs> that you're talking about and there's so much more to discover and i cannot stop talking right now with you we'll go on another journey after Absolutely. we finish this podcast <laughs> but right now we have come to the end of this episode thank you so much for taking us on so many journeys i'm so ready to go back and pack my bag <laughs> so it has been absolutely fascinating talking to you i truly enjoyed all the destinations you took us to and it has been so wonderful and i really hope that you get to explore this region and that you go to baku and kyrgyzstan and kazakhstan and all the places that you want to thank you thank so much you. for joining us on this episode thank pretty thank you thank you thank you everyone for tuning in today i hope our conversations have fueled your wanderlust and inspired you to explore the world in new and exciting ways Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button to keep up with our latest episodes. And if you want to be the first to know who's joining me next week, come and follow me on Instagram. I'm at Mosh Travels. I would love to know what you think, what kind of travel stories and guests you would like me to cover. You can find all the episodes and destinations mentioned by all the guests on my website, moshtravels.com. Thanks for listening and until next time safe travels and keep adventuring.